have Future Wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Two Units Podcast. We can finally say it, Salts. Spring is in the air. This Saturday, our first Group 1 in Melbourne in the form of the Group 1 Memsey Stakes. We've also got previews at Royal Randwick, a nice black type card up there. We have all of our usual segments, our flowies, pack your nags, our unit of the week, and we round out with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. Salty, good to see you, brother. Footy, thanks for letting me get a word in, mate. Appreciate it. Good to be here with you. I do love that you said before you did the intro, you said, I'm going to do something a bit naughty, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit Have this week with the intro, and yeah. you and you went with hello listeners. So, <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll <laughs> never, never veer from your one-wood salts. Yeah, that's, catch, that's it's a catchphrase. When, you got, when you're walking down Swan Street on, on the way to the Burger Bar 3121, and even though that's on, on another street, and, <laughs> and people are calling out from the other side of the road, hello, listeners, you know yeah. you've made it. Yeah, the merch line went hard. So I'll, I reckon I'd sell two stubby holders if we bought out a hello, <laughs> listeners merch line. <laughs> we might have to look into that. We'll see. <laughs> and if you're on flow meter, I'd be thinking about heading for the queue. It dashed away inside the 200 meter mark. Flow meter goes on to win by nearly five. And here he comes, the fossil. Flow meter wins. Flow meter, can he keep these old legs going? What a legend, flow meter. We need more merch we can't sell, so that might be <laughs> not the worst idea, mate. <laughs> my entire spare room's merch. Actually, I've got some cool quarter zips here for you as well. Um, well I haven't I seen you in a bit, eh? Yeah, so when I see that. Come collect. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute juicy little number, I tell you. Um, right in time for the good weather. Um, <laughs> um, Flowey's gutsy performances um, from the racing world and beyond. And um, we've got a couple of honourable mentions today, and then we'll get into our um, three, two, and one for the Flowey's. And the first uh, honourable mention is uh, Philip Stokes. Now, he's... He had a good win during the week with Taramansoor, which I'll touch on in a moment. But the main reason I was uh, just giving an honourable mention is he's sending Neodium to the Birdsville Cup, which is just a lazy 32-hour round trip salts on Saturday. And I looked into the prize money, and I think you get a BP voucher if you win the Birdsville Cup. So that'll go good in getting uh, Neodium home, providing he runs well enough. Um, the other one I mentioned too, Taraman saw. I actually got this off Reese Goodwin today. He hadn't won over two years. Then um, Stokes got it to win first up for the stable at 1,600 after last being seen at 2,500 metres for the Kamani's table back in um, Feb, which is a pretty fair training effort. So two fronts there for Stokes here, just a little bit of a gutsy number. Uh, welcome on, along as an honourable mention. Taraman saw used to be one of mine. and won three in a row, sort of back end of, of twenty. 21 i think it was and and i was on board and, and then i loved the horse and then it uh went wayward what about neodium going to birdsville he's a gray or almost mm. white he's gonna come out of the ruck red <laughs> he could he he's could gonna be do. stained he could do they're gonna have to change his color on the form guide <laughs> <laughs> the red dog that's a sad movie um i digress um <laughs> There's someone that we talk, always talk about. This is something in racing. It pops up 
I reckon around sort of winter every single year is how do we get young people into the races? How do we engage the youth? We want to get more people to the track. And I saw this clip online um, and this was fair income. Um, this was Pastor Joe Nelms, and this was in the lead up to a NASCAR race. And you could be mistaken that this piece of audio was like from ta- the Talladega Nights film, but I can assure you this is legit. Look, I'm a bit worried about where this is going, young people to the racing and, and pastors. So see how we no, go. This, keep, see how we keep our rating. This is Pastor Joe Nelms just getting getting everyone excited before, uh, what would I call it, kickoff in the NASCAR? <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings. You said in all things give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords. And most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM Performance Technology and the RO7 engines. Thank you for Sunoco Racing Fuel and Goodyear Tires that bring performance and power to the track. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking hot wife tonight, Lisa, and my two children, Eli and Emma, or as we like to call them, the little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. It's that wasn't mate. legit, was it? It's He's legit, not a legit mate. pastor. It's legit, mate. It's, it, legit, ha- legit, it was 10 or 11 years ago, that, but that is a legit rev up. Boogity, 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 amen. I'm not sure God <laughs> is accepting of that. He thanked God for his smoking hot wife <laughs> in there. Can, I can't be doing that, pastor, but he we did. Act- we've actually got our own pastor. We've got pastor Carbonara. So maybe- <laughs> Maybe he needs to give give he, the young people a rev up. He runs a tough tag on me, the pastor. He's our property steward. At, uh, in, uh, He's got the Sean O'Malley he, sort of pink hair. He's ready to knock your daylights out, mate. It's gone real ash sort of setup. Anyway, we're into the vote sites. We we're going off here. Uh, one vote this week goes to a young hoop, a young Kiwi apprentice that's basing herself in South Australia at the moment. Her name is Kelsey Hannon. She's had eight rides over the two weeks she's been here for four winners and rode a treble at Morphofield Parks on Saturday. Thanks for coming. She's rolled out the sort of real Wiramu pin, um, the Wiramu pin path, but just gone via SA. And it might just be a little path now for future Kiwi jockeys to roll salts. It seems to be a pretty successful, um, successful pursuit. You know, the first thing I thought when I saw her come over and, and ride so many winners straight away claiming three kilos. I thought, well, she, she's probably ridden like 15 Group 1 winners over there and outrode her claim three years ago and Racing SA are going to dock everyone the prize money oh, after. No. So, oh, no. I, I'm, I'm not sure. You have to hold your uh, hold fire on that, whether she's eligible. You're not sure, but uh, I digress. Now, good there's... luck take. I was about to say, good luck taking the win off Angerston. Uh, in the last at Morfordville Parks on the weekend. Oh, the barnstormer. Did you see that? Apparently it traded at $800 in play. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing at made yeah. ground <laughs> finished in the black <laughs> caviar well. bar or whatever it's called. Now, I want to split the two votes here between a, a couple of horses, but the all-round thing I'm bringing to the supper is geldings. Mm. So horses who have had their sacks sawn off surgically. 
mm-hmm. and they can't produce anymore. The 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 aggressive vasectomy. <laughs> so in the Concord, first up, we've got Nature Strip as a nine year old, having had forty three starts and won just over half of them, tackling Shelby sixty six gelding. Eduardo, first up as a 10-year-old, 12 wins from 34 starts. Down the bottom, you've got Remark, who's recently gelded, on the lead gelded. We've got these geldings going around that are propping up racing because all the Colts, even if they're no good, they just go straight to stud. So these geldings, they're worth their weight in gold. And it's so good to see like a horse like Nature Strip, who's been the best horse in the world, doesn't have his nads so we just get to see him go around and it's great for racing so more geldings please the the more the merrier yeah and why the hell wouldn't you like when you've got the concord which is a group three and it's worth a mil and then you got the other group twos on the card which are worth three hundred thousand. if you're a gelding sprinting machine why bloody oath Run me around every week, mate. Yeah, it's all about the fun. <laughs> it's spot on. Yeah, I like that for two salts. So split between them, but geldings in general for two votes. And what do you got for three? Well, if you're like us and you're hooked on all racetracks, then you were tuned in to Mount Gambia <laughs> on Wednesday and you were privy to some of the great post-race interview stuff from Terry McAuliffe, who, who is a legend, a uh, legend. Uh, a three units operator, someone that pops up on the show regularly, but he conducted a post-race interview with Wayne Walters, who ended up training four winners on the card at Mount Gambia on Wednesday. And Wayne was not happy with some of Terry's work. Full display so far from the stable, Wayne. You've watched races. What happened to her at Bordertown two runs back was a joke when that chill knocked her clean off its feet. Hey, it's not, it's, they're doing nothing. It, it should have run third. Watch that race now. How couldn't you back it against this mob? Done a good job here today, though, too, though, Wayne. Settled back, it's circled the field. No luck. Got bowled over at Bournemouth's next start. Watch films. I don't know what to say, Terry. <laughs> I'm gone. See ya. <laughs> If watch films isn't just going to be the punchline of every time one of us hasn't seen a trial or hasn't seen a, a last start, I, I don't know. It's, it's unbelievable. Just, it's, like, watch now, films. Now, watch films. Now you can make a T-shirt out of that. <laughs> watch films. We so should- if we could get some Wayne Walters merch, just picture like a nice – a nice, like, caricature of Wayne Walters just with a, a little speech bubble there just saying, watch films. I reckon they'd sell like hotcakes. And if not, they can st- stack up in the spare room with the rest of it. He came back three races later, Wayne, because he trained Melissa Kate for his fourth winner on the program, and, and Terry interviewed him again, and he was he was babbling on in that one, but he wasn't quite as aggressive. But how pissed off was he? Obviously, oh. someone had said something about how the form that, she was in and, and she might have been luckless last start or, or something like that, our early rose, and, and someone hadn't watched the films. 
apparently, apparently there was next to no interference as well in that last start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently there was nothing. I didn't watch the no, film. There was so nothing in the stewards, but I think pretty unhappy for a bloke. I'm assuming Kate Walters is his daughter, and it was her. Yeah. It was her birthday as well, so he's in an absolute mood. It was her birthday. Four winners. Come he's brilliant. On. He's made a name for himself. God. I want to send a horse to him. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he could improve Wintilly by six lengths. (laughs) 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 I don't even reckon Race watches films. (laughs) (laughs) Just goes off his uh, best bets. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Packing eggs, time starts. I'm pretty happy this week. I've got nothing on the menu. You got a couple of things you want to send packing? Yeah, I just saw a couple of funny things. There was a funny video of the Australians taking the absolute piss at a Piers Morgan's. Pierce Morgan's, <laughs> Captain Morgan's, for Johnny Bairstow after he got stumped, come back into the rooms at, at lunch and just refused to eat lunch. And this is a big boy. And and they're all just taking the piss out of him. Even his own teammates were laughing at him. So Johnny Bairstow, again, you can pack your nags for, for not having a feed at lunch. There's, so sour. The storytelling was elite. Because I saw that unpacking of the stories and the great cricketers run a really great cricketing podcast they unpacked it all and just some of the storytelling from the blokes that saw like you know their shoulders and trying to hold that the bison trying to hold yeah. his laugh in and spilling pumpkin soup down his whites and yeah uh, it's they brilliant. did it well they did yeah. it well <laughs> have a look if you haven't what and else mate, you got you might just want to sit this one out because um this is the afl so i was watching the uh the all australian awards last night and it it got to nine o'clock and well, I hadn't seen a person get named in the team. These are professional athletes that need a full eight to nine hours sleep. Sleep's the, the number one thing in recovery. Get, get the awards done earlier. I was I was uh, ready for bed myself, you know. I, 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 you know, you, you, you know, sleep. It's important. I said it like Wayne Walterson. It's important sleep. Awards night shouldn't yeah. go so late. I'm right. keen to watch films, but we need to get sleep in. That's basically what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly. I, I saw the interview with Rob Finlay, um, mm. All-Australian umpire, who's a legitimate rocket scientist, and it was that bloody quarter of 11. <laughs> Rob's got to get to bed, mate. He's got rockets to design. Yeah, there's a broad spectrum in the umpire fraternity when you've got one guy who's a rocket scientist and the other that's trying to define winners of the parks track. <laughs> when they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Salt specs time and we're previewing cards in depth here today at Caulfield and at Randwick. See, Caulfield is headlined by our first group one for the season. Uh, the Memsey stakes over 1,400 metres. Wait for age. Excited to talk that with your salts. Um, before we do that, though, let's talk about the track at Caulfield. There's been some just some weird sheeting down of rain this afternoon. Is that going to affect how the track sort of 
um, lobs for punters on Saturday? I don't really think so, mate. I, I think we'll be in a good full range. It's, it's a track that can um, handle the rain in the lead-up in particular really nicely. Rail True, it's been protected since the first meeting back where they got mid-meeting rain and then the fence was off. But I think the track's going to play really fairly on Saturday, mate. Well, we're going to find out nice and early in race number one. It's a benchmark 70 over the mile. And uh, you're siding with one here for Matty Laurie's yard. Yeah, back against... Um, his own age last start in an open handicap for the three-year-olds. He settled off fence and made his run off the fence at Mooney Valley in a you race. Speak one... of tokenist, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, <laughs> the nine tokenist. Yep. Yep. The the race at the Valley was won by Hill Rip, who who darted up the inside was hard against the fence, fast overall time. But as we know, if you weren't on the fence that day, you couldn't win mm. a race. So I thought his performance was really good. Five weeks off. All good rolls forward, and and you know that was against his own age last start. But I'm not sure that this race is all that much harder. Benchmark seventy grade, so he'll give us a sight. The nine tokenist in the first, and he gets in with fifty six and a half kilos too after the Maddie Lloyd claim there as well. Salts so nine bucks currently on top sport. Race number two uh, is a Phillies and mares uh, benchmark eighty four, and. Uh, you like one here? Oh, race number three. Sorry, that's why I couldn't find it. I was my head was doing cartwheels. Race number three is a Phillies <laughs> and Mares benchmark eighty four, and Mitchell Freeman brings one here, mate. Geordie Childs aboard. You like Belle Rich? Yeah, I do, mate. But um, I do want to talk about Reinberg in race number two as well. That's um, yeah. We'll go back. To that after <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spex is off to a fly. Thanks for tuning in, guys. So which one am I talking about here? I'd talk about race three, mate, and then we'll double, right. double back. All right, we'll double back. Yeah. Well, Ballet Reach, I like, I didn't mind her first up. She jumped out really well, mm. and she got back at Mooney Valley, not on the day where it was hard to run on, but she got back and just had the race shape against, ran the fastest last 200 metres of the race over two over 1,200 metres. Now she's up in distance, second up, and 1,400 metres is a distance where she's all her wins have come from three of her wins, and she's yet to miss the placings from five attempts, and she's had a nice tick over jump out between runs. So I'd expect she's a big improver, number two in race three, Bello Reach. Yep, she's 3 bucks fifty on top sport. Um, we'll double back now quickly to race number two, and you like the number 14 here for Ben Will and J.D. Hayes Reinberg, who looks a pretty progressive sort of gelding operator. He's in those two votes range from the yeah. Flyers. Yeah, he is. And I tell you, when he returned at sale off a beautiful jump out and, and ran really fast time, I, I thought to myself, this is just your prototype horse that can just work his way through the grades. Um, similar to that horse, Dan Bowman, that then won the Rupert Clark that wore those yellow colours. What was that? Uh, big and was, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, this is a real Rupert Clark horse, but they've, they've moved the Rupert Clark back. So I'm not sure when it comes up for him. Um, I'm pretty sure they have anyway. I'm not a. There's so many movements. I just I just take it as it comes. Yep. But either way, this is a guy that can go through his grades and, and then sort of tackle some lower level group races with some fitness on his side. I reckon later in his prep, his win last start. He was off a month between runs. A um, little bit soft late, but rode the speed was strong. I think he'll settle in front, or he'll definitely settle in front of, of his main dangers here and, and prove really hard to run down, Ryan Burke. He's 340. What did you make of, what do you make of Presser, who's in this race as well at eight bucks, dropping back in, in distance? Yeah, form around him's good. Braden Starr, Hennessy Lad came through that race at 
Flemington last start and won. Um, the drop in distance, he sprinted super hard off a, off a slow tempo, a couple back over the mile at Sander, and he's in the mix. Yep. Um, let's head to race six, mate, which is the the listed heavily um, handicapped conditions, 1,700 metres. I found this race incredibly open and hard to assess, but you've landed on some um, value here with uh, the summit again for this combination that I think is going to be incredibly scary moving forward. And that is the Hayes boys with Mickey D. Yeah, it is an open race. I tell you what, Jimmy the Bear, didn't he have the run last start? I'm not sure about him as favourite, even though he's six bucks a field. Yeah, Yeah, but the summit. So this is a really interesting horse. He was actually twice placed at group one level in France. His first up run in Australia was off 874 days. Then from his first up run, he had five weeks between runs, jumped out, went to Mooney Valley, made his run up the fence. But in the the run for home, he was well off the fence when chasing Junipel, who was hard against the fence on that day where the fence was a a trevelator. And he left Jimmy the Bear for absolute dead. If you look at the last 50 metres, Jimmy gets a slight weight swing, but geez, this guy was second up off 870 days. They've again spaced his runs, jumped him out between runs. He'll need a bit of luck from the low draw, but I'm convinced he's the best horse in the race. Huge call. Mm. The summit. You'll reach the summit come race six. <laughs> so it's seven bucks. Sorry, yeah, that's good, man. That's good. No, that's uh, good. No, you're all right. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, hey, race number seven. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at my own crap gear. Race seven, the Cockrum Stakes. Um, the Cockrum Stakes, group three for the Mayor's set weights and penalties, 1,200. Mate, I'm pretty keen on one here. This was sort of best bet um, material for me. I've gone with something else. I'm actually going to stake them the same um, later in the show. But I'm siding with Benedetta here, um, 2 bucks eighty for Jason Warren, Daniel Stackhouse. I just thought her return over 1,100 in 84 grade, was very good. So it probably didn't look as sexy as her other runs to the eye, but she settled third in a race that went some 8.2 lengths faster than to the 600 than the old benchmark. That's courtesy of old mate Sartorial Splendor. And she was sort of left out there on her own a bit. She got through that race on class alone. I believe she's just ridden better colder. And I think if we'll see that here, Daniel Stackhouse will take a sit, sort of blend into the race and unleash that devastating turn of foot that we've seen in that English sprint back at Flemington um, last year. So I'm really keen on Benedetta at $2.80 to be ridden more favourably to how she performs at her best, Salty. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, and I'm backing her too. The only other couple of things I'll add is she was first up off one jump out. She's had that run and then gone back to the jump out. So she's got a lot of improvement to come. The, the other one I just want to have... A little speck on into the fall wrote to Arataki. She has jumped out really forward. I think she can lead these. There's actually not a great deal of early tempo. I know Dance to Dubai rolls across. If she doesn't lead, she's sort of right up there on speed, wrote to Arataki. And there was a lot of um, intent in a recent jump out. But I, I'm, I am keen on better data. I'm backing them both. Yeah. And I don't mind that wrote to Arataki play either. Like she beat all bar and Avisto back on. That was my birthday when I think you threw the phone on the road on St Kilda Road and a Vista, an absolute bomb. But she's like a 1,400-metre beast. So, um, was that call. that long ago? That was that long ago. I don't think the Feb that was. There you go. So um, Benedetta, keen 
Both of us wrote Arataki small play as well in the Cockrum. Mate, race eight, group three, the 1100 stakes, it's the Heath, the 1100 stakes, the McCafe Sprint. I can't really get a name on this, but it's for the four-year-olds <laughs> and upwards over 1100 at Caulfield. They're changing it. It's doing me head in. Um, it's the race that's shooting for gold one last year, Salts, um, with the O'Day Hoisted team. Uh, Big generation, and he just was the winner everywhere. Yeah, Pretty right. sure that I, I think that was it. Yeah, it was. It was oh. Memsy Day. I was there trackside, wanted to murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my mates celebrated. Oh, no. The other not, one. Not around Sultan. No, nah, I called him something out loud that I should, that that's cancelable. Just so. an insight into Salts at the races for the listeners. You're only allowed to celebrate at the races if Salts is on that horse. Otherwise, there's like, you're putting chairs through windows. Well, it's just respect. <laughs> No one else can have a good time unless you are and winning. Not if you're in a, in a two, me, two and a half meter radius of me. <laughs> so, and I took that personally. Insert the Michael Jordan clip. Uh, mate, I'm siding here with uh, my girl as footer at three bucks 40. Uh, frustrating preparation for her last time in. She's one of mine and... Look, she was drifting favourite first up in the Oakley, pl- Oakley Plate. She ran well for third. Uh, held up key stages at Group 1 level again in the Galaxy at her next start. And then she was under a length under overpass off overpass in the Quokka where she did a bit of work and just peaked on a run. Look, she's first up here off a lovely 800-metre trial at Stall. I, I think she maps to get the perfect run in behind the speed. I'm, I'm keen to get involved on Asfora in the 1100 stakes. The Heath for the four-year-olds and upwards the McCafe sprint. Um, race number nine. <laughs> I'm having a man. It was the Heath last year, though, wasn't it? Was, it was, and it can't – I just – yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I get worked up about these names. Race number nine. This is what this is what we're talking about, so it's – got to get a $100 betting plays here too, mate, if you've had a had a little bit of a think or your potential $100 betting plays, however you want okay. to play it. Um, it is the Group 1 Memsey Stakes, wait for age, 1,400 metres. Snapdancer won the race last year. Behemoth went back-to-back in 2020 and 2021. Um, look, this is intriguing, Salts. I'm really keen to get your thoughts around how the map will play out because the market dangers, you've got <laughs> I Wish I Win, who's obviously on an Everest path, has drawn one, which is Worst possible result for that horse in this race. Yep. Mr. Brightside's drawn 15, the car park, where you get to off that 1,400-metre start with the bend coming straight up. That's interesting as well. Um, alligator blood out wide as well, you'd think will press forward and he's tough as old boots. Um, Anna Visto, who's an absolute first-up bomb, which we just mentioned just a moment ago, um, looks to be a likely leader with alligator blood, bandersnatch, um, as well with the speed influences. It's a bloody interesting race from a tactics and map point of view. Yeah, it is. I, I think the fact that he, he's drawn the far outside, Mr. Brightside, but he is sort of kind of advantage that at least Alligator Blood has drawn directly inside him and, and he'll be like carbs on you. He'll feel, he'll, Craig will fit, fit Finn McGuinness Alligator Blood feeding him everywhere it goes, mate. He'll just absolutely stalk the bastard. He'll need an AVO. Uh, is Finn us the new Ryan Crowley now? Where it's just yeah, he is, yeah. He needs okay. to get some sweatbands, yeah. So, you know, Craig, would, Craig Williams will just be following to park everywhere he goes, mate. You won't be able to shut his eyes without seeing Craig. I wish I win barrier one. Like you said, no good, but I'm also of the opinion that he's the best 12 to 1400 metre horse 
mm. in the country, which then makes him the best 12 to 1400 meter horse pretty much in the world because at least our, our 1200 meter sprinters are the best in the world. So, you know, yes, he's going to drop back in trip for the Everest and, and have a space between runs, but, you know, he's a bloody good horse. Look at what he did first up last prep, 1,000 meters in the Lightning Stakes. Mm. He got back and it was this huge flashing light run and people were quick to, to jump on saying, oh, that's just a flashing light run. Well, t- two starts later in an Everest, he was a, a flashing light giving things absolute wind burn. So I, I, don't, I, I don't like the race from a betting perspective. I love it as someone that loves watching horse racing. Yeah. But I've got the best horse in the race drawn barrier one. The, the two next best drawn the far outside. I don't know what goes on in the middle of them. Oh, mate, I don't want to have a bet. Well, what you've all said there at the back, you know, in terms of the three best horses, I've gone the other way, which that I've over my eyes gone, that brings a betting proposition. <laughs> so, okay, right. and, so I'm actually siding in this race with Princess Grace at an each way basis. So I'll have 50 bucks each way for my betting play as well this week. She was absolutely enormous first up in the wink stakes. So back on the rail, she was in the inferior going. Um, she broke away from the likes of Zaki late. Um, so she split Zaki and Fangirl. Um, and yeah, Fangirl just nabbed her. Thanks for coming on the post um, <laughs> denier of a group one win. What she gets here though is barrier three, Blake Shin on board could just be the run of the race. Um, you know, looking at overseas form as well, four from four second up and, you're getting, you were getting double figures early about her as well. She's into sort of eight bucks now, but I'll have 50 bucks each way, Princess Grace, Dream Run. Full spend? Up. Full spend, Salts, because nice, of the bet. Thanks, yeah. mate. Um, what are you doing? Do you, have you decided yet? Are you going to shoulder arms? Are you going to have a bet? or I'll shoulder arms, mate. Shoulder arms? Yep. Beery will do something. He's at the Racing New South Wales Awards tonight, Beery. will be making an absolute knob of himself up there <laughs> after a few reds. <laughs> There'll be a photo booth line to have a photo with him. <laughs> there will be too. Yeah, racing creeps. I'm going to get a few zoom ins. I've done the form salts. I've done the form at Randwick this week. And I'm pretty keen on a few up there, mate. Um, the rails plus four. They did have some rain. Sydney did Sydney things. It was about 14 mil. Currently a soft six. I think it should work back to be a good four on race day. Hey, race six is the group two furious stakes for three-year-old fillies set weights over 1,200. I'm going a two-bet play here, Salts. Um, um, the two form references, you've got the Silver Shadow and the Rosebud. I'm going to take a runner from each of those that I think is the ones that I want to follow. The first one being Autumn Ballet. Um, she won the Silver Shadow first up. Um, that race went 4.4 lengths faster than 600 than the old benchmark, and she was able to kick clear and win. I think she takes plenty of benefit from that, gets to a good track for the first time, stays at 1,200, but I think Hieronymus can – Somewhat offset that by leading here second up, dictating the tempo. Waterhouse bot second up, absolutely flying at the moment. I think will only improve. Komochi is the danger from that race, who ran the race fastest last 200, no doubt. Then from the Rosebud, I'm just going to have a small spec on Cigar Flick at nine bucks. Um, I'm not sure the Rosebud's the form that I want to follow because we saw like introducing the instructor, they both flunked it in the San Domenico. Griff didn't um, run too well in the up and coming. But the thing I like about Cigar Flick is she reeled off the fastest last 200 of the meet, gets out the 1,200, Karen hops on. He's going good guns for um, in partnership with Chris Waller. So I'm going to play those two, Saltsy, in the Furious Stakes, race six. Um, hey, I want to talk to you 
quickly about the Concord. Have you looked at the Concord at all? Race seven. Have you done any form for this one? Uh, no, I just I just looked at who's in it. Um, yeah, it, it's but a, I haven't done the form. It's a cracking addition. Like you touched on it in the flowies a little bit. You've got the t- nine-year-old and the ten-year-old. They're going to be setting the speed in this, which is just extraordinary. Um, there is one here that I'm pretty keen on, and that's Remark at a pretty good each way price. I just love the trial salts. You can just go watch films, go have a look yourself. (laughs) Um, He ticked this track and distance box when he was first up last prep. That was in benchmark 94 grade, but he lugged 62 kilos that day. Um, With that Eduardo leading, Nature Strip sitting outside the leader um, and in secret box seating, I I reckon Tyler Schiller could find himself in the 1-1 here with Remark. Uh, Godolphin scare me first up they always do um this will be short of in secrets best she won't be fully screwed down zapateo is the interesting one that's probably the thousand meter get off and horse has ticked that box but maybe a rung below um i did dig this stat out so you'll appreciate this 2023 Godolphin first up in Group 1, Group 2, and Group 3 races are striking at 35.7% with a profit on turnover of 41.9%. That is absolutely petrifying. From That's like from a sample size of 28 races. So taking on Godolphin in any group race first up, you're running the risk. But I'm really keen on Remark. Love the trials. Reckon uh, you can catch these a bit early in their preps. He's returned last prep. He sprinted this huge number under like mm. sixty-two kilos when he yeah, was gelded. Yeah, in that ninety-four. Yeah, yeah, it was it was huge. So, what could he do here? Um, and then just quickly, race eight, uh, the Group Two Chelmsford. Wait for age. I'm going to have a little two bet playing this. I'm going to side with Think It Over and also Linderman at a price. Think It Over's return was excellent. First up in the Wink Stakes. Um, sticking on for six. That was close to 500 days between runs. If he bounces off that, I think he wins. Long layoffs and second up syndrome is often talked about, but I'm just going to take him on trust. I think at his best and improving off that, he can win. The other one's Linderman, um, who can improve um, plenty off that first up wing stakes performance because he drew the widest, shot out of the barriers to find the front, um, they didn't go dynamite. He found himself in the worst part of the track, but most importantly, he had some respiratory issues. So excuses in the vets. Um, he wouldn't be here if he wasn't right. I think he can. Um, I think he can be in finish at sixteen bucks. So I'm uh, going to play those two for a result, um, my friend Salson. Beautiful, mate. Good luck up there. Yeah, I'll be having a look at um, Randwick in a lot more detail tomorrow. I'm, I've been snowed under. Yeah, what have I got? You're packing them because you're packing, packing them, them tomorrow night. Packing them tomorrow night. Yep. So that, tune in. Is that synthetic? Prime is that time. synthetic under lights, man? It's synthetic under lights. Don't worry about that. But there's no AFL M on this weekend, mate, on a yeah. Friday night. So uh, you're going to need to have something to watch. Mm, it's about time. It's about time the second part of this podcast got a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Unit. Uh, thanks to the king of cans, Jack. What a ride that was for two weeks. So it's the ups and downs with old mate Maltese Jack up he there. Gave in us cans. some good times. Um, hey, the the production team they've been they haven't they've been left on red by a couple of our units this week. So it's just in terms of getting in a um, getting in a tip or a 
spec, I guess you could say, for racing hearts and for themselves. So if you're listening to this and you think you've got something lined up for Saturday, send us a DM, um, let us know what it is, and we'll chuck it on and we'll share it on the socials and you can be our belated unit of the week. Uh, we're doing really well as well for Raising Hearts, well over a grand early into the season. It's good guns. Um, two units time now, Salts, best bets from around Australia. You can go first. I feel like I've talked a lot through Ramwick. I'm changing it up. What yeah, have you got for us? You've carried us. You've carried us at Ramwick. Um, do appreciate that. I'm going back to Caulfield, though. I, I like, I'm a big fan of this card at Caulfield. This, this guy has got racing.com tattooed across his chest now. Like, oh, I'll probably get to Sydney if I've got time now. The former Sultan of Sydney's now a .com billboard. Get a look oh, at him. I'm never going to be like um, Dave Stanley. Um, there was a from Sky. He bags the shit out of Melbourne tracks and then the same stuff happens. You don't hear anything. I, like, when it, you, know, or you can highlight a track pattern and you're not bagging yeah, you know, racing Victoria or anything like that. Come on now. But um, <laughs> race 10, Caulfield, the 14 devoted uh, second up here for um, John Leake. First up at Caulfield, he'd only come off one jump out. And look, it wasn't an overly fast run race, but he did cover ground. He was in and out of cover. He was only beaten by Minimal, who, who's a handy horse. But... Now he rises in grade second up. He's got some some stakes form back in WA and was actually luckless in a couple of uh, group races last preparation. But now second up with the Tatum Bull claim, he actually dropped seven and a half kilos. And, and from a sticky barrier last start in barrier eight, now barrier five, he can just blend in just in behind the speed. And with that weight drop, he's going to be very hard to beat with a run under his belt because the fact he only had that one jump out, that just says that he's got a lot of improvement to take from the first up run, and, and I'll have no doubt that he'd have taken that. Just rolling in and riding at 50 and a half on a Saturday. Tatum. She's lost. checked. Yeah, she rides to 49. That's um, that's great. So it's, and 3 bucks 20 devoted there. We haven't seen those Peters colours over here being the winner's stall too often lately, have we, in the John Leake Jr. camp? Got zero stats in front of me to support that. <laughs> uh, he's got. He had frigid win a few. Um, yeah, there's there's a few. What do you make of Kalino in that race and and uh, his prep so far? Obviously, one first up at Rose Hill. Um, yeah, maybe getting back on top of the ground could could help him as well. Mm. Well, my best bet, Salts. I'm heading back to Sydney. And it's coming in race number nine in the tramway stakes, uh, over fourteen hundred meters. I'm with Alentia at two bucks forty. She is a lightly raced weapon on the rise. Six starts for five wins. She was back and wide first up in benchmark eighty eight company. Uh, that race went six point four lengths faster than the all benchmark to the six hundred. And from the four hundred to the two hundred, if you go watch films. She went 10.84 seconds and it was one of the fastest of the day and she just put them away in a few strides. She carried 58 that day in open company. She now drops four kilos here off that run. She just looks a serious talent. She looks to be going places. She's my best bet around Australia this weekend. Hopefully she goes there and not Wyong because um, short price favourite at Wyong too. Um, but it does look a nice race for her. That one, that, that's one I sort of had skimmed over because I, I popped her in the black book, that first up win, when she just off a fast tempo, 1,200 metres, just went 
cop this to say 1,400 metres, yes, please. Yeah, surely you're choosing the Group 2 tramway when you're absolutely low flying over, albeit this, the Mona Lisa stakes. Mm. What's that worth? 195 first 300, 200 first 300,000. Yeah. I don't know. Just be kind to me, please. Just come and win. Yeah. Just come and, yeah, just go and win wherever you go. <laughs> go where I want you to. Um, <laughs> hey, mate, Fingal Fun. Uh, looking forward to this week. Um, that was a Group 1 podcast for Group 1 Racing, I reckon, mate, tonight. Thanks, mate. Yeah. What are you doing tonight? You're watching some films? Yeah, I am going to go watch a film. I was going to go watch Jacob um, Oppenheimer tonight, but I think it's... Um, oh, geez, you went you nah, out of the bed. I'm on an athlete's bed. Um, my mate told me tonight that athletes have got to sleep before nine now, so when you're in your head, so... You, um, you want to recover, mate. You need, yeah. you, need, you need your eight to nine hours. Yeah, the... Uh, I won't, be, I won't be Jacob Oppenheimering tonight now after this is dragged out, but we'll see it at some stage. So <laughs> have a good weekend. Listeners, thanks for listening to us dribble. Uh, we'll be back in your ears next week. All the best on the punt. Tuck it easy.